From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. After Monday's school shooting in Nashville, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine responded by stating the need for more police presence in Ohio's schools. ONN's Austin Love in Cleveland reports. Governor DeWine believes that this is the best course of action, but it's definitely going to be expensive. The proposal will look to spend $388 million over the next two years to put a school resource officer in every public and private school in Ohio. Governor DeWine last year signed a law allowing teachers to carry weapons in the classroom with only 20 hours of training. Some schools uh, objected to this, saying they'd prefer a police officer on the premises. A spokeswoman for DeWine said that the 300 million in funding is a response to that. I am Austin Love. As reactions continue to the Nashville school shooting, Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator J.D. Vance is defending a tweet he posted after the Nashville police chief said the suspect identified as transgender. Vance's tweet reads in part, quote, if early reports are accurate that a trans shooter targeted a Christian school, there needs to be a lot of soul searching on the extreme left. Giving into these ideas isn't compassion. It's dangerous. End quote. Vance was asked to clarify the tweet. We recognize in our country that we have fringe elements on the right and on the left that sometimes commit violence. I think we all agree that we need to criticize the violent rhetoric, criticize the escalation that sometimes leads crazy people to commit these attacks. The senator offered no evidence to suggest identifying as transgender leads to an individual inflicting violence. By contrast, several studies have found that transgender people face disproportionate levels of violence by virtue of their identity. A group of seven Democrats and five Republicans in the Ohio Senate introduced a bill yesterday to get rid of the death penalty. Ohio's Republican Attorney General has reacted. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. In a statement, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said that he opposes the bill, saying in part, quote, Ohio's death penalty is a broken promise of justice and it must be fixed. This discussion has been a long time coming, so let's have it now. If Ohio chooses to end capital punishment, let it own its decision in the full light of day. I will stand on the other side with the families of the slain. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Some Republicans at the State House want a requirement that proposed constitutional amendments must get 60% approval in statewide votes to be approved instead of a simple majority. And there's talk of having Ohioans vote on that change in August. Secretary of State Frank LaRose addressed the issue, saying he needs 100 days of advance notice to conduct an August election. He also says it would cost between 10 and $15 million. I hope that if there's a question of changing the Ohio Constitution, that Ohioans are excited to participate in that election and that we have a higher than normal uh, turnout for an August election, if that's the decision that the General Assembly makes. The change would come ahead of a possible November ballot question on abortion access. The state legislature passed a new law last year to eliminate most August elections due to low turnout and cost. Another hearing was held in Washington yesterday looking into the train derailment in East Palestine. Deborah Shore from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency was one of those testifying. Based on the data we have, we've seen no sustained elevated levels of any compound that would have be of health concerns. Ohio Congressman Bill Johnson held the hearing, his first since becoming the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee. No one from Norfolk Southern was in attendance. Lawmakers say they continue to hear residents are getting conflicting messages about the safety of the air, water, and soil in East Palestine. 
Residents of a Cleveland suburb expressed anger at their city council president last night. They're demanding Eastlake City Council President John Myers step down or be fired as he faces solicitation charges following a human trafficking sting in Lake County. A number of residents say someone who was caught trying to buy sex shouldn't still be in office. Tom and Carolyn Kinkoff are from Eastlake and want Myers fired. Their daughter, Courtney, was a victim of human trafficking. She was found dead in an abandoned Cleveland apartment last year. I don't want this to happen to another child. I don't want this to happen to another family. How do you think you would feel if it was your mother, your sister, your daughter, your spouse, friend, co-worker? If, put yourself in my shoes and see if that makes your decision a little bit easier. Eastlake's law director says he advised council members and the mayor to not comment during the pending litigation. Myers pleaded not guilty in Willoughby Municipal Court and posted a $5,000 bond. The Community Church of Chesterland, east of Cleveland, had minor damage when it was vandalized last week after it announced a Drag Queen Story Hour, an event the church still plans to hold this Saturday. ONN's Emma Henderson has more. With the news that alt-right extremist group the Proud Boys are planning to protest the event, coordinators like Mallory McMaster have thanks for all the support they've received. She believes a strong message will be sent to hate groups this weekend. They are going to come here because they think Geauga County is a place where they will be welcome, but they're wrong. The Chester Township Police Chief says they have a robust safety plan for the event involving multiple law enforcement agencies. In Chesterland, Emma Henderson. First Energy, the Akron-based utility company, at the center of former Ohio Speaker of the House Larry Householder's public corruption case, has a new CEO. More from ONN's Tim Miller. His name is Brian X. Tierney. He's worked in the energy industry for 28 years, most notably with the American Electric Power Company. His appointment comes just two weeks after two former Ohio officials were found guilty in a bribery case involving First Energy. Tierney begins his new job on June 1st. I'm Tim Miller. In northwest Ohio, the city of Oregon will now permit certain low-speed vehicles on its roadways. ONN's Tiffany Tarpley in Toledo reports. City Council approved an ordinance specifying what types of vehicles can and can't be on the roads. Vehicles like golf carts and utility terrain vehicles, or UTVs, are now allowed to go on Oregon roads where the speed limit is 35 miles per hour or less. The law also clarifies other restrictions, like no one under the age of 16 years old can drive those vehicles. All vehicles must be inspected under the state of Ohio and be declared street legal. In the newsroom, Tiffany Tarpley. Spring practice continues for the Ohio State Buckeyes football team. ONN's Dom Tiberi in Columbus has more. The Buckeyes have a new offensive coordinator in Brian Hartline. He was asked about the quarterback race and the role he will play in the decision. It's not like anything needs to be fixed on the evaluation side of things. I like learning from perspective. I'd like one day if i got to make the full call. I want to know what Coach Dennis and Coach Day see and Coach Fitch. Like, I'm absorbing what they think. You know, I'll give I'll give you my two cents on what I see, but holy cow, I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. I'm Dom Tiberi. And the Bowling Green State University women's basketball team has advanced to its first WNIT Fab Four in program history. They'll host Columbia tonight with a 6 p.m. tip-off at the Stroh Center. Special thanks to our affiliates WKYC-TV in Cleveland, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.